Hello, I'm Pastor Doug Meacham from Grace Chapel in Westerville, Ohio, and we welcome you back to Life's Beautiful Journey Radio. Each week we will be talking about a different part of life, and this week we will be talking about embarrassment. (laughs) Now, embarrassment is what's known as a self-conscious emotion. It's a bit more complex than basic emotions like anger or happiness, and it requires some self-reflection or evaluation. A quick way of knowing embarrassment, though, has uh, uh, you know been known for years, I guess, is when your cheeks get red or flushed <laughs> for whatever action has taken place. You know you are embarrassed at that point. For example, I heard that a party one time, at a party, a young wife reprimanded her husband one time saying, that's the fourth time you've gone back for ice cream and cake. Doesn't that embarrass you? Why should it? He answered, I keep telling them it's for you. <laughs> Uh, I guess embarrassment can be passed along in that situation and others, but we all have had some experience with embarrassment over our lives, haven't we? You know, I think some of the earliest feeling of embarrassment came as I would learn things the hard way growing up. You know, one time I thought I was helping my dad with weed whacking around the yard and ultimately ended up whacking down several little trees that he had just planted. Uh... You know, in the eighth grade, I had one of the uh, most memorable embarrassing moments uh, in my life when I was playing on the school basketball team, and the opposing team was shooting foul shots, and I was one of the taller kids in the eighth grade at that point at six foot tall, and I was stationed right next to the basket to be able to retrieve the rebound if the ball came off the rim. Well, the guy from the other team standing next to me was crowding me a bit, and he was showing that he was going to aggressively go for the ball too. So in my mind, I knew there was no way that I was going to let this kid get the ball before me. So as the shot went up, I boxed the other guy out and grabbed the ball. But in my excitement, I jumped right back up and made a layup for the other team. Uh, our whole bench and coach and everybody was going, oh no, talk about embarrassing. You know, later in my teens, our band Legacy would perform a song called Red, White, and Blue during our concerts. That was one of our originals. And we had a fan who would bring a big American flag to our shows and wave it during the song. But one show, he climbed up on the stage, and he he wanted to jump off with that flag, I guess. And as he was doing it, he ripped his pants down the backside seam. (laughs) And he came over after the show and said that he had... Uh, He thought we rocked it out, and he was giving us compliments, but then he said, I have to leave, though, because I'm feeling a little bit of a draft back there. (laughs) He was embarrassed. You know, thinking of band-aids, I could probably fill an entire podcast with embarrassing stories of things that have happened. You know, I think when you start to get a big head playing music for crowds of people, the Lord will often humble you (laughs) and remind you where you stand there. You know, you can refer back to uh, our humor podcast to hear some of the stories that we've told of our tour dates, including the train wreck of a tour date there we had in New Jersey with the lacrosse team playing at the Meadowlands. Do you remember that one? You have to go back and refer. It's a, a good one. But, you know, one tour date we had with a baseball team in Florida was with the costumed characters, the Veggie Tales. And we had arranged several dates, several tour dates around Florida with them. And uh, this one particular uh, date, though, we had 
Um, it had an interesting actor who was chosen to be in the Bob the Tomato costume. <laughs> it was a middle-aged lady who apparently had a few drinks, apparently, of alcohol before coming to the job. And uh, we know this because she was actually walking around in the costume, stumbling with each step. Then she would talk to the kids, which you weren't supposed to do in these character outfits. And she'd say, hey, little boy, what's your name? <laughs> the embarrassment set in when our band started to play. And that Bob the Tomato was doing a dance with pelvic thrusts throughout the, throughout the whole set there. Uh, they said the costume smelled like a distillery when they were packing it up to ship it back to the parent company. And sadly, I think that was the last time we were paired up with those characters. Oh, man. But, you know, when I was uh, working an office job, I was in a meeting one time where the staff was deciding on who was bringing what food item for a potluck lunch they were doing, a lunch meeting. And uh, one of the guys uh, would always bring his mom's potato salad each, each time we had a similar event. And I remembered how good it was. What I didn't remember was that his mom had recently passed away. Uh, so during the planning meeting, I blurted out, Hey, John, don't forget to bring your mom's potato salad and gave a big thumbs up. <laughs> oh, man, he just kind of smirked and nodded his head. But everyone else quickly reminded me of his loss. And I was so embarrassed. You know, I apologized and said that I totally forgot about her passing, but hoped it was a tribute to her that I remembered how good her potato salad recipe was. You know, it's easy to mess up the message of our words nowadays, especially on texting, as we use that form of communication so often nowadays. And one time I had been texting with our realtor in Tennessee about one of our properties. And apparently, as I was trying to send my dad a text shortly after, I pulled up her number again by accident. Well, the embarrassing part was the fact that I was trying to ask Dad if they wanted a visit from our little dog, Esther, for the evening. But the way I worded it was by saying, Would you like a fuzzy visitor tonight? <laughs> Needless to say, when I saw that it went to our real estate agent, I immediately had to explain why I said that and who that text was actually supposed to reach. Yikes. <laughs> You know, as a pastor, it seems like we constantly have to avoid embarrassing situations since we are talking for an average of 30 or 40 minutes each week. And, you know, it's hard to keep from oversharing or mispronouncing things sometimes. And we heard a pastor on a show one time talking about the sepulcher where Jesus' body was laid after the crucifixion. But he kept saying they laid him in the sepulcher. <laughs> then the stone was rolled away from the sepulcher. Oh, man. You know, embarrassment many times is not a laughing matter, though, is it? You know, you may have felt embarrassed over something you have done in your past, and that went uh, from embarrassment to shame and even guilt. And do you know that Jesus dealt with that in his ministry in the Word? You know, many did, of course, come to him with healing needs, or some were demon-possessed, and even needed financial blessings, like the uh, disciples, of course, that first time they met Jesus and uh, were trying to catch fish, and he helped them bring in more than they could uh, barely bring in. And that's amazing, the miracles he performed. But he also dealt with those struggling with embarrassment and shame. In fact, in John 8, 3 through 11, it says, The teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought in a woman caught in adultery, and they made her stand before the group and said to Jesus, Teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. In the law, 
Moses commanded us to stone such women. Now what do you say? They were using this question as a trap in order to have a basis for accusing him. But Jesus bent down and started to write on the ground with his finger. When they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and said to them, Let any of you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Again he stooped down and wrote on the ground. At this, those who heard began to go away one at a time, the older ones first, the wiser ones, of course, until one only Jesus was left there with the woman still standing there beside him. And Jesus straightened up and asked her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? No one, sir, she said, then neither do I condemn you. Jesus declared, Go now and leave your life of sin. So isn't that amazing? You know, we always talk about that story, how, uh, what was Jesus writing there? You know, and maybe he was writing all the embarrassing things that the uh, ones, the accusers had done, the things that might have caused them shame and guilt. And uh, you never know, but uh, that's amazing how he knew and had that wisdom of how to deal with that situation. You know, I, I wonder, have you had something embarrassing happen, happen to you in your life? Have you allowed it to fester and turn into shame and guilt? You know, you can receive a renewing of the mind and a dose of joy and peace if you give that up to the Lord each day. You know, he doesn't want you to carry that burden throughout your life. He had come to give us freedom, just like that woman from the scripture we just read. So I say receive that freedom in your life today. For doing that is the best way to travel through life's beautiful journey. Our podcast, again, is sponsored by Grace Chapel Community Church. And more information can be found about the church at gracechapel.us. Again, that's gracechapel.us. Remember that you can also send me an email directly to Pastor Doug Meacham at yahoo.com. Again, that's Pastor Doug, M-E-A-C-H-A-M at yahoo.com. And make sure to check out our new YouTube channel for some exciting adventures. We have some new things from our last Florida trip and, of course, enhanced versions of our podcast. And I ask, won't you join us again next week for Life's Beautiful Journey? Thanks again for joining us, and God bless.